All right, guys, welcome back to episode two of the Talking Fit podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about things that Kane, Greg, and I hate about the industry. We're going to talk social media, we're going to talk false expectations, and we're going to talk about a certain individual called Pevolve. Stay tuned, sit back and relax, and hope we bring you some good laughs. This is good. So, the thing that I hate the most about the fitness industry when it comes to social media is the fact that everyone is being marketed this highly photoshopped lie like sexy lady lie (laughs) i like that lie (laughs) yeah i'm a big fan of the sexy lady lie but what it comes down to is the fact that everyone's being sold this snapshot of you too can have this body you too can have everything that i have including this six-pack and this porsche and my own clothing brand fyi buy my clothing brand like everything just seems to be such a hard sell in the fitness industry right now based on unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. because the majority of the time like these individuals are either on performance enhancing drugs not naming any names or they're in a situation where they're incredibly um they're incredibly gifted like genetically mm-hmm. and also they're in a situation where this is literally their whole lives i mean alan arrogan made a really good point that you know like mechanically everybody can have abs that doesn't mean everybody will have abs, and that is okay. Some of them live at home with a man. Yeah. Well, that's easy. It's easy to get in shape when you live at home with your man, which makes your food. Then what's, <laughs> then what's your excuse? <laughs> Not leaving my man. I traded my wife. I traded my man for my wife. That hasn't been a good trade. <laughs> doesn't make you <laughs> we have now <laughs> lost both of our listeners: your your wife and your mum. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think social media is like the big bugbear with with me especially just because everyone's being sold this really it's hard man and you were talking about the other day like about that about the member who was talking about oh in six months i expected to be shredded i wouldn't have to do it anymore yeah and you're just like, you're, what what just you just stop that <laughs> you just stop and you it just, just say, oh, stays like that I, i'm jacked i've got abs i can stop doing this now <laughs> no <laughs> it is it's, it's a warped idea of what people think getting in good shape that's what is. they've been sold for years though yeah, isn't no, it? Yeah. Like, absolutely for like decades now it's been a case of get in shape and then you'll never have to do it again take steroids and you will get in shape actually and never have to do it again there you go guys (laughs) end of episode all you need like (laughs) just testosterone for getting built cocaine for getting shredded (laughs) done we'll do an episode we'll we'll do one episode on cocaine sometime (laughs) (laughs) at some point it's so fast so like barbells and barbiturates is that gonna be is that gonna be our our apparel line (laughs) I think we can only use Kane to sell it though. He's the only one who's ripped. <laughs> the, only one, the only one of us that's actually super shredded. actually in shape. <laughs> that's actually super shredded. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's the way that social media has massively warped the expectation of the average gym goer. Like the average person that walks into the gym and goes, right, I want to get into the shape of my life. Get me a personal trainer. And we say to them, brilliant. Okay, cool. You want to change your life? That's brilliant. How long is it taking you to get to this size? Well, about 10 years, right. And you want to get absolutely inside out shredded in Mm. 12 weeks. I think it's when when they come in, they're like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get a personal trainer. And then you sit them down and go, okay, let's look at your nutrition. They're like, I have to do stuff? What? I I can't just throw money at it and this will work? You know, that's the annoying thing. People come in because they have these expectations. They just think, you know, once they've got the personal trainer, that's the end of the line. they're, They're done then. We're shit as well. <laughs> Way to set us, Greg. <laughs> well done. No, but I mean, it, it's so true though. I mean, how many times have we dealt with that real big issue that someone's come in with an expectation that just doesn't match? Mm. Well, like when, like, when you look, doesn't at, match what look they, at transformation photos. So like UP, 
it's notorious for good transformation photos. How many? How many? I transformation- literally just felt my heart stop when you said no, UP no. paused, and I was just like, "Oh God, <laughs> what are you about to do?" No, but how many? How many clients do you think they have to go through? What do you think the average is? I'd love to know are what they, the average is. I think they have a really good success rate. Yeah, because, for transformation photos. Yeah, I genuinely think. I think that because they with with UP, it's not a case of they're trying to sell to people like people come to them and they make sure that that person is good for them before they take them on like they they, are, right? they, so they, they actually refuse people yeah they refuse people they all, they almost make sure that that person's gonna get a good transformation before they take them on oh i wish i had that kind of amount of people coming to me yeah <laughs> i can actually say no no yeah you annoy me to look at you be charged so much that nobody's <laughs> gonna nobody's gonna be there like spending loads of money and then not get because like, not put the work in it's 100 quid plus an hour or something like that i don't know what it is so it's crazy. in the middle of london i know so you got to come yeah. Yeah. Sure, it even, is even in london yeah it's top tier yeah, yeah okay but the thing is like they've built that reputation and, and if nothing else i think the it, what that says to me though is that they've got a really good vetting process in place where mm-hmm. they're actually you know while we do not have the luxury as independent personal trainers to be like well no you buy I think if there's nothing else, then what we can learn from UP is the fact that you do need to have a much more stringent vetting procedure when you're talking to your clients. Because if nothing else, like that is going to allow you to be able to manage their expectations and actually see where they're where they're coming from on you know the starting point of their journey. Because if they come in with these ridiculously unrealistic expectations, then what are we meant to do? Because then we're automatically starting the consultation going, right, this thing you want, mm-mm. Yeah. you're not, you are not there yet. Mm. Like, and they're always going to go to the person who tells them they can have it. Yeah, like, like, so this is why the people who again people of the industry, the people who lie are always going to get better business to start with anyway. To start, yeah, with, for yeah. the most part, until they get found out. But yeah, but and that's the thing. It's it's the way that people will misrep um, misrepresent information to the general public in order to try and bamboozle them into thinking, mm. oh, this guy, yeah. this guy, like the Mike Changs of the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's gone now. I think we can say that. Yeah, we can say what we... He's gone away now. We're recording episode two. I don't think Mike Chang is out there hunting for us. <laughs> like, I think... He might. <laughs> he does seem sneaky. I completely forgot about Chang. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Six-pack shortcuts and the afterburn effect. <laughs> Do you remember that video we put out with his, like, him training with his like, really skinny bro? And um, he like walks out 405. And it's just like, just half repping the fuck out of it. <laughs> it's like, leg day, all day, every day. Did anyone see it when he, uh, he broke the pull-up world record or whatever? He, one of his one of his adverts were him breaking like the, the pull-up world record. He had like a adjudicator there and everything. And it was like 50 kilos for 20 reps or something like that. And they were like, every rep was dog shit. And then bar stars came out and they were like, what the, what the hell is this guy? Like, Rude. And just absolutely smashed it. Just in a random YouTube video. Like he, he like and they went like full lockout every rep like like the weight I think it was like I want to say <laughs> um, the weight was like heavier than like a little bit heavier than what Chang had done and they beat his record by like a fucking billion reps and they were just like yeah okay, Mike Ch- Mike Chang like, who's him. this guy I like him. It was funny to watch it, though it was. If you could take it with a pinch of salt, it was funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, for ages... You know like, P-Volve. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, Everybody, please follow P-Volve. We need yeah. more people to see this. <laughs> because the more people that support P-Volve, the better his business is going to be, which means he can put more videos out there. And honestly, my life is boring. If I you, need more humour in my life. If you P-Volve. thought Brawl Science Life was funny, you'll love P-Volve. p Please get in contact. No, we want you on our next episode. <laughs> yeah. We want opening up the hips. 
<laughs> we want to know about the, the inner and underbutt. Yeah. The inner butt. How one targets really targeted the underbutt. The inner butt. I know I can presume what's in the inner butt. I generally don't want to see it. Uh, but the thing is, like, with, with these, like, so, like social media jokes... <laughs> We so broke Greg. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> with these like social media jokers, like I remember watching Mike Chang's first video, and I remember thinking, "My God, he's a genius." Yeah, it's he's no, it's not even secret. that. No, it's not that. I was like, "My God, it's satire." Someone's actually <laughs> done good fitness satire. This, he's a caricature of himself. Brilliant. Then I realized he was serious, and that just broke me on yeah. the inside because I was like, "This guy is blatantly on all the gear under the sun," and he's telling you that just by getting after the afterburn, you are going to just get inside out shredded and massive all at the exact same time. And let me tell you, people, I've been trying to get too big for years and it is not that easy. Yeah, girls, please, you're not gonna get too big. You are not gonna wake up with traps. How long have we been trying? <laughs> so you came and I talked about this ages ago, like a good few years ago, where we were talking about yeah. like this mythical golden age where for dudes, it stops being all about having like Calvin Klein abs and it's just a decent pair of traps and a huge pair of forearms. Mm. Traps and forearms. That becomes yeah, a new abs. That cool. is the golden age. So like, you know, like a three quarter inch shirt. That is the key. Yeah. <laughs> you can just but show but when like forearm. a normal length shirt is three quarter length, you yeah. can't get it down. <laughs> oh. So what other things do we hate about the industry? Because so far we've just talked a lot about social media and how it's just full of absolute clowns who do drown out the good No, stuff. it's only because the ones who are absolute clowns and sell things actually get more following than the really, really good guys. Yeah, for the most part. But that's because they market with sound bites. It's like they telling tr- people what they want rather than telling people what they actually need to hear. Mm. I think that's, that's, again, that could be a different peeve, but it's, it's completely We have to do it to a certain extent because you always get, like you said, unreal expectations where with a client you'll have to determine you'll have to give them a little bit of what they want and then mostly of what you think they need and yeah. almost disguise it yeah, yeah, and just be like oh no yeah this is this is what, this is what we're doing for your abs this is what we're doing for your abs yeah. really, let's just, just have them running sled runs up and down like to burn <laughs> calories so that we yeah. can see your abs then, well, that is for their abs yeah, yeah it is but like not the not way wrong. they want it yeah exactly and that's the thing like I think the thing that really annoys me is the fact that we're we're individuals who invested a lot of time and a lot of money and you know, we sacrifice a lot to get our education to where it is at the moment. To, and like, I'll be the first to say it. We are just, we are not at the tip of the spear here. Like we have got so much to learn because it's such an evolving industry. Mm-hmm. But the people who are really succeeding in a financial sense are the ones who are putting out all these sound bites and mm-hmm. telling people exactly what they want to hear, not what they need to hear, which is just facilitating, you know, the watering down of the industry as a whole. I mean, ultimately, we're in a situation where it's not the best PT, but the best marketer that has the most successful business. Definitely. And, yeah. Every time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, but, and that's the thing. Like, I completely mm-hmm. understand that, like, you know, essentially in a free market, it, it does come down to who markets the best. But ultimately, we need to sort of attempt to try and raise the standard of the business and, and you know, the industry as a whole. When you look at uh, PTDC, their, their whole thing about, okay, oh, if you want to be successful in personal training, do a good job and make sure everybody knows about it. And it's like... Okay, yeah, that does well, but you've got to be able to survive five years before people even know who you are. Yeah. You know? Well, what's the, what did they say? The, what's the average lifespan? Nine months of a personal trainer? Yeah, something, something like that. Six, six, to, six months to a year. Eighty anyway. percent pa- uh, tap out after eight, before a year. Yeah, yeah. like the ninety-five before two years, and because then, it is an absolute grind to yeah. start with. You have got absolute to be grind. just done my tax return. So yeah. we know exactly how poor we've had to be for the past two years. Uh, but. But the thing is, like, and I, and I think 
it's very indicative of all the marketing information that's out there for PTs as well. Because everything that I've seen so far has been about, right, you've got to find your niche and then you need to soundbite towards that niche and you need to target in on your niche. And ultimately, I think if you look at some of the people that are making like the real big changes in the fitness industry, like um, Aubrey Marcus, like the guy who owns On It with um, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, like his whole thing is like, yeah, you need to know who you're selling to. You need to know who your demographic is. That's all really, really important. But ultimately, it's about generating your tribe. Because if you're the person that cares, then there are going to be other people that care about the same shit you do. Mm. And if you say the things you care about with... with, What? Unless it's fishing or something. No one cares about fishing. (laughs) (laughs) More people care about fishing than care about personal training. (laughs) Fishing sucks. (laughs) Fishing is great. But more importantly, like his whole thing is like, if you put out, you know, a, a strong enough message you know, with love and consistency, you are going to get the people who care about the shit you care about coming to you. It's a natural filter. Yeah, it's a exactly. natural filter. Like, I mean, you can't just say, I want to, I, you know, I want to target bodybuilders, but then you can't even speak about, you're not, you don't have any interest in the same stuff they have interest in. So yeah. they'll see yeah. through it eventually. Where there's like, generally when we come on to do this podcast, we just speak about stuff that we care about in the industry. So if you don't like it, fine, you're probably not the people we're targeting. Yeah, and it's, it's it is that simple. It's a na- it's a natural filter of the people that come and listen. So like when people say like people always say, oh man, so and so dis or unliked my Facebook page. It's like that's fine. They were never going to buy from me anyway. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly. if they have no interest in it, like what's the point in having them as that? It's just skewing the actual results of the people who are listening to you. Yeah, but then and but that's the thing. Like social media, Facebook, Instagram, specifically Instagram, actually, was, you know, started off as a tool where you can basically promote yourself and your services, but now it's become a way to monetize your brand in and of itself. And mm. it just seems like more coaches are gearing towards, I am going to monetize my social media as my main form of income, mm. and then offer coaching services as almost a secondary thing. When ultimately, mm. like we all got into this industry like, don't get me wrong, we want to be self-employed, we want to live the, you know, the financially autonomous dream, but we got into this because we want to help people. Like, mm-hmm. this is the way that we protect and serve in our own way. You know what I mean? So the fact that we're constantly battling as professionals who are trying to actively make positive changes in the industry against, you know, what is essentially a deck stacked against us and stacked against so many other PTs in the exact same situation as I, us. I, like, I don't know, like, I mean, they do say, like, I think it was one of did like a business course with Phil Learning. It's going back a few years ago and he was talking about how actually it almost serves to, it serves us a little bit, the fact that it's so saturated because it's not competitive. So if we can do, it is a saturated industry, mm-hmm. but because the actual quality and it's not regulated, because the actual quality is so poor, it's easy to poke your head above the rest. Well, it's not though. It's not though. <laughs> I've tried, I, yeah. I've taught that way and you know, I think just keep doing, just well, keep working hard. You'll get your referrals, you'll get this, you'll get that. And it's true, but you're still in that constant grind. Yeah. This is the thing, like, like, like the problem with the social media stuff is that, is that as much as you can put out good content, people don't read Instagram posts or even Facebook posts for good content. They want hot pictures of sexy people. And if you're not a sexy person and you can't make and hot you pictures, people don't listen to you at first. Like people don't listen to you until you, uh, making sexy people yeah okay that's a good way of putting it actually yeah so you don't have to be a sexy person or make sexy people yeah it's like people to listen to if you. there is nothing <laughs> that shows that more than anything go follow brett Contreras. all the things he's that, a sexy person. no he is a sexy person but he is not a traditionally sexy person as individuals who can appreciate a big jacked man he's he got sexier sexy into his middle age as well yeah, yeah he has yeah, he's done a gary definitely. vaynerchuk where he looks better in his 40s than he did in his yeah, 30s definitely but like if all the posts of him 
working out and just doing bro stuff. Like, you know, a reasonable number of likes, reasonable number of views. One of his sexy female clients doing glute bridges, infinite likes. Like, he has won the internet. Mm-hmm. And he's one personal trainer. He has one personal trainer. Because he has trainer. the best life. <laughs> well, he, he, he really does. He just bros out all day, researches, and then trains hot women. Yeah. That's what I thought I'd do in the industry. I th- we all thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We all originally got into this because we thought, I know, I want to lift weights and get paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's uh, the thing. Like, sad. <laughs> it's sad how it worked out. Uh, I, I just, I just, I disagree. Now I you think, evolve. Yeah, and you evolve. <laughs> if you're really good, yeah. <laughs> outstanding. We're gonna put a link to the original evolve video. It is uh, not l- satire. It is, it is not satire. No, this guy's being 100% serious. But please, anyone who's listening to this, anyone who actually takes the time, other than Greg's mum, to watch the video, please watch right. it. Hi, Greg's mom. Make sure you comment below. If it has helped your inflammation, watch the video. You'll understand what that's about. So, yeah, I mean, I think the big, like, the one thing we've all really focused on here is, you know, the fact that the industry is so incredibly saturated with mediocrity, which to an extent, Greg, I do completely agree that it does make it relatively easy for you to put your head above the water. Sometimes, though, like, because, you know, when you get that client who comes to you and like I'm not saying I'm like you said I'm nowhere near the tip of the sphere here but when you get a client who comes to you have been through three core personal trainers and they come to you and you show them quite basic things <laughs> and they're literally amazed yeah. at the quality I remember, uh, and you're like you're like what were you doing before yeah. just tell me what like, you were doing before because like, um, this is really basic a shit. client came in and she, she was like can't squat i can't squat i can never really squat i elevated her heels and she squatted and she was like that's amazing i used to train at some sort of place they never showed me this i was like they never showed you to elevate your heels in the squat <laughs> this is very basic this is very basic and she was basic. amazed and so grateful i was like wow okay <laughs> i am good yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's the thing like you know without sounding like egotistical douchebags like we are fucking good at what we do like you know we started this podcast together because individually i think we all respect each other on some level <laughs> yeah well i respect greg professionally we do not personally no oh pers- personally greg has <laughs> made it- some terrible decisions greg <laughs> <laughs> personally yeah professionally i respect you immensely personally I- <laughs> well you're disgusting <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's hard to look you in the eye with any kind of personal respect after some of the videos that you've sent me over whatsapp like it's just gross kane but, won't give me his phone number i literally so won't. i can't send him whatsapp videos <laughs> i have refused he has refused remember that time i got angry because <laughs> yeah, i went back in time and ruined your childhood yeah you did <laughs> what was you, this i showed him a video and it was so bad it went back to his childhood and ruined, ruined my childhood <laughs> oh i feel like we'll that. put links to the videos below <laughs> <laughs> no we won't but literally greg sent me all these videos i watched them all in one go and i felt like i'd gone blind <laughs> like, like spiritually blind it was, it was awful dreadful, it? <laughs> it's so bad but that's the thing like we just bringing this back off Greg's filthy whatsapp videos like we all started this because like you know ultimately we do all respect each other and we do believe that we are like really really good at what we do but or at least that we want to be really really good well that's the thing and we want to continue to get better I mean that's the thing like we're very much aware that there is so much for us to learn but the problem with the industry like you said exactly because it's unregulated is that like we take the fact that we have like autonomous um influence over someone else's health well-being and you know general psychological and physical states because you know 
we've all seen it where that that you know client has come in who's had a previous personal trainer that's just like psychologically battered them. <laughs> yeah and just broken them like we as an in, we as individuals have the ability to have a really really dramatic impact on the personal and physical lives of our clients and we actively care about that as a trio we take it very, and as very individuals. seriously like i'll joke on the side we take it very very seriously oh, yeah. yeah like i mean people underestimate because they always talk they look at the hourly rate and think that's a lot of money for an hour oh, it's never I, an hour I, I do I, well not even that like you do that hour and you do two extra yeah. Genuinely. Oh, yeah. Every hour genuinely. you work, you have worked two hours before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. Like I mean, like we we make dick jokes, etc. But it's it's genuinely we got into this industry because we care. Maybe not at the very start, but as you grew into it, if you're going to last in this industry, you have to care. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, exactly. it would break you. But the fact is that people are coming into this industry because it's unregulated, and yeah, they may start off with the best of intentions, but ultimately, because of a lack of continual developing um, education they are hurting other people. Mm -hmm. And like, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, like every personal trainer can look back on the start of their career and go, I, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> yeah, what the hell was I doing? Unfortunately, that, you have to practice on someone in that town. Yeah, but, that, but that's where the industry is broken is the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, we have to go through what? Like how, how long was your PT course, Kane? Six weeks. Six weeks? Mm -hmm. So mine was, yours was six, mine was 12. Mine was way longer, actually. I did mine in Ireland, six months. Oh, wow. It was still crap though. In fairness, it was still crap. Like, see, like, remember, my brother went through it before me and I came out afterwards and you just said, just forget basically what you learned. Yeah, and that's the thing, out. because the standard is so incredibly low of literally like three options. What is a carbohydrate? Go. Six, six months of what? Six months full time. Full time? Yeah, six well, months. almost. That's amazing. It was, so it would have been nine till three. Anyway, for six months, oh. it was bad though. I was nine to five for but six it's, But it's like, but it's like that. But it Just is. Nine to five. But like we spent. Mine was nine to five, three days a week for 12 weeks. Oh, uh, okay. But we spent six That's weeks thin, then. with the, learning the attachments and insertions to every muscle. And don't get me wrong, I find that quite interesting. Yeah. But for the vast majority, they don't need to know. They need to learn how to execute exercise at yeah. a base level. And none of us came out knowing how to do that. Yeah. So great. Well, it was I, even worse that there was people on my uh, personal training course who had just finished sports science degrees oh my and god they were like, oh, and like oh i've just deci i've decided to do uh, personal training because i don't feel like i know enough it's like you just finished three years of university and spent what, twenty thousand pounds and you don't feel you know enough so you've come to a personal training course yeah. no but like, th that's ridiculous no but the thing is like i i understand that from a perspective of i have done nothing but a degree i have done nothing but theoretical book learning maybe a couple of placements i need to go get my feet wet and get out into the trenches mm. that's really cool yeah that is not what a personal training course teaches you it teaches you is the thumb a ball and socket or a saddle joint mm. <laughs> that is what it teaches you and it doesn't even teach you right this is how you teach someone to squat these are common issues that you may find this is how you deal with those common issues did you ever learn a cue no. no, like a basic Mate, cue. No, honestly, I don't I, think I ever did. I was really fortunate that like I came into my personal training course and I felt really, really ninja because I'd done um, internships beforehand. So I'd worked with strength and conditioning coaches. I'd worked with various different PTs beforehand. And then even after my personal training qualification, I walked out and I was like, brilliant, I got the piece of paper and I still don't feel good enough. I'm going to put this off for another year and intern. Hmm. Oh, I thought I was good enough when I came out. Yeah. I thought I was the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so many people do because they think, right, I've got the cert. It is a piece of paper. I'm it's, ready it's, to go. It is just a piece of paper. Yeah. It's, it's the ability it, to insure yourself. Yeah, it lets you get and insurance. That that's it. it. That is all it is. And, like, I mean, we, we were lucky enough because if you end up in a place where you've got a learning environment, it's... It, it, you'll notice a world of difference because you'll realize how little you know very quickly and you realize you have to learn more. I, 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 I finished my course and came straight into SOS where everybody, everybody's like, 
continually develop and everyone wants to learn it's mm. like you pick up so much from other people and it's it, like I mean it's a, it's a competitive environment it's f I mean I, know, I don't mean competitive as in like you know we try to you know do each other it's not like that it's competitive in the sense like I want to be better than him because he's really good yeah it's not I want to be better than him so I can put him down so that yeah, I can yeah, yeah. Be, yeah exactly I and, and I think mm. what's really good is the fact that like we have such a different collective of personalities but also skill sets in mm. terms of like everyone is always going to have that thing that they vibe with more in the industry or within their sort of like you know preferred sphere of education like i love movement mechanics and i love learning how to cue and getting a client to go from a to b in a movement as effortlessly as possible and to be actively be able to like deal with their pain management issues that they're facing that is the stuff that i love and we'll listen to podcasts about for mm. hours and hours on end Nutrition, don't get me wrong, I really enjoy listening to it. I find it fascinating, but it's not the thing that makes me go, that, that is the thing that I really, really passionately care about. And that's not to say that I can't do it. You know, We all as individuals take every aspect of what we need to do to service our clients mm -hmm. incredibly seriously. We'll bounce but off each other. You yeah, learn off each other. Exactly. Yeah, because I'll ask, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not that keen on sitting and watching coaching videos on um exercise execution mm. so generally i'll find the person i know because we're in a really good learning environment i'll find the person i know that is really really good at it and i'll find out from them yeah. it's easy so i'll ask rogan yeah if i don't know anything about it, like how to execute an exercise properly i'll just ask rogan mm. easy yeah and that's what's nice about being in that particular environment though yeah it is yeah and i think that's the way it should be as opposed to like because you know like kane said he was really lucky went straight into sos mm -hmm. which is a fantastic facility whereas greg and i have been in the trenches in commercial gyms in globo gyms didn't even dare i knew i'd die straight away you would have been eaten alive yeah you are you are far too nice like they will literally they will literally stab you yeah for a client they will kick you in the kneecap behind your back whispering in your client's ears i threatened to fight many another pt just just go into that what i do better i do better what do you think about it like someone comes like walks behind your back and steals a client that's paying for three a week from you i mean they could steal 400 pounds a month from you yeah they might as well go into your pocket and take 400 pounds in your pocket so you will fight them for it yeah like that's the thing like american constitution right someone comes into your someone comes into like your property and starts messing around with your shit you can shoot them client like someone comes into my pt business tries to steal 400 pounds worth of business from me and a client that I've invested a lot of emotional energy and a lot of time into. Yeah. Not just the money. Like they better this, get this they, they better be willing. very Sopranos. <laughs> but they better be willing for a knife fight. They will not be able, the they will not be able to sharpen a knife sharp enough to they keep are, me from them. My God. They are going in the boot in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is another thing worth touching on. The fact that like code of conduct between PTs. Yeah. Because no That's, yeah. because I have never worked in another facility as cool as SOS, where like we all just like just chill with one another and everything is really cool there's never any animosity there's no client stealing it's almost we are all just autonomous people just trying to do the best that we can we're all of the same mindset in that way though, aren't we yeah well, we go on, like, we so like, fortunate if, if, like if i go on holidays and i've got 30 sessions i need to pass on if in old in old places i work there's no way i just take a week off and say guys you can't pt this week sorry I'm not giving them to other people for a week because yeah. they will steal them. But it's like where we work is lovely like that. I mean, I can literally be like, Who, which of the other coaches do you want to train with for this week while I'm gone? And yeah. I'll just pick up when I get back and I'll pay them to do the hour. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and I think that's the way, but I think that's the way that it should be as opposed to sort of how cutthroat the industry is right from the get-go. And I think that's, you well, know, no, not, I mean, it's hard. Like, I mean, you think about it, you're a brand new PT and you get put in an external, so self-employed environment. And it's like, 
okay, you've got to pay me 600 pounds a month just for the privilege of being in my gym. Go make money. <laughs> like, I mean, the people are struggling to eat in those circumstances. Yeah. So they will screw each other over for 400 pounds a month. Because they can think of the difference 400 pounds a month will make in that massive. situation. It's massive. Like, when they're actually struggling to survive. Like, I mean, I, not that I say, not that I think it's acceptable, but sometimes you can see why people do it. Yeah. Whether it's, I suppose, we were in that nice environment where that would never happen. I don't think, I, I could never see it happening in SOS with us, ever. No. Which is I nice. don't think anyone's ever tried. I never know of anyone trying to take clients. No. You do. I do. <laughs> I do. But that's a story. But that wasn't within SOS. No, that's a story for another time, kids. It wasn't me. Well, it was me, someone trying to steal my clients, but that's bad. Oh, okay, right, okay. That's the end. We'll save that for another day. Because we're in Radio Land and none of you can see, Greg would give me a very shifty look. <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly considering not letting his clients train with me. <laughs> but I mean, that, 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 I can't think. What else do I hate about this industry <laughs> and the people in it? It is my most of it comes down to other PTs and just the stat, like the stand, the quality that is offered in commercial gyms mostly. So like, I mean, like I said, a commercial gym does not care of the quality of the PT they're employing. They get money for nothing. If I walked up to, if I walked up to a place and I told them that I could genuinely tell them I'm a bad PT, but I'm qualified, but I can bring you in this amount of money. They'll be like, injure my, they'll be like, injure my clientele. I don't care. Just give me the money. Yeah. Make me the money. It's terrible. I'm insured. Can I pay you for the right to breathe your air? <laughs> like that's basically it. Like you have the right to breathe that air and do what you want inside that those four walls <laughs> for an excessive amount of money. <laughs> yeah, but not only like, so it's not only like oh, you don't only have to pay five hundred a month. You'll do twelve hours a week for us for free <laughs> yeah, as well. Right. So Slave labor. Pay you a thousand pound a month. Fantastic. <laughs> this is a great deal. Yeah, it's absolutely mad. I think also. A big thing that like I don't know this, this this is getting a bit blue sky thinking but it's the fact that I do not see right now a pathway to how the industry is going to change on like a very very large scale so like we can impact our clients and we can set the standard for the PTs in our community and XYZ but I don't know I just the way that I look at it is we've got the potential as an industry and the things that are happening you know boots on the ground with our clients have a very dramatic impact on like the actual state of health within our country i mean if you think about how many fitness professionals there are over the world especially when you're taking into account emerging markets like you know all across china which is you know like maybe five ten years behind us in terms of like the pt industry but it's growing exponentially because like that's what gav was out there doing mm. you know essentially training people to be trainers um we've got the opportunity to be able to deal with so many of the problems that many of the um, public and private healthcare systems in the world have to deal with and are losing money on on you know a, an entirely global scale. Like when you think about how much back pain, and I don't mean surgical back pain, I mean I sit all day like an asshole and don't do anything and don't stretch because I'm not educated on the subject of stretching and looking after my body. Think about how many how much that costs the NHS in terms of medication, mm-hmm. referrals, and we have the power to deal with that. I mean, like, like I am, I am not. Though. There's no like real qualification in place yet to let personal trainers do that effectively. Yeah, and I think- yeah, like, we're, not, we're, we're not insured to give a nutrition program, are we? Nope. nope. No, you can't, no. we're not dietitians, so we can mm-hmm. subscribe can advice, yeah. but yeah. meal plans are not. But equally, like, when, you, when you say like <laughs> spinal mechanics, it's like, well, there's like personal trainers effectively, our job is to 
get people exercising while causing them no pain. So you've got to find, like, our job is Instead, to find a way for them to train without affecting <laughs> whatever hurts them. So yeah. we're not technically, like, allowed to actually try and heal someone's not like if there was a but it's uh, a, but it's the way in which you use the word heal because it's not like someone's coming into me limping i jesus palm them tell, tell them to pick up their mat and walk it's literally a case of right you've got a movement dysfunction yeah, let's yeah. deal with that it doesn't even need to be a case of me putting hands on someone to try and like palpate whatever tissues are the issue it's just saying look you've got an issue here these are the tools that we can give you this is going to stop you so long as you take on what we're telling you from further injuring yourself and then becoming a drain on the economy. Like, that's mm, it. Like we're calling our clients drains on the economy. We're all the drain on the economy. Actually, as foreigners, we actually offer more. You Always do. remember that. Immigrants offer more than the actual natives to the GDP. Always remember that. You pieces of shit. Drake, <laughs> <laughs> are we really considering you an immigrant? <laughs> yeah, I am an immigrant. I'm just... <laughs> explain it. Yeah, ex explain why you're an immigrant, Greg. No, 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 no. How do you, how do you offer more? Because uh, you pay tax, but you don't get. We, we don't. We don't claim as much as you guys do uh, per capita. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Douchebags. I there was some kind of <laughs> Please bear in mind that forty-nine percent of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> Please don't look up our statistics. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I just think that we we need to find a way to progress the industry to the point where we're actively trying to make a change in people's lives on a not not just an interpersonal perspective but also like a global perspective or even just in terms of our own country i mean jesus like the amount of people who are dealing with illnesses that are literally just down to the fact they make poor life decisions due with food and their weight how much like i mean how, I'd, I'd, again i'm not going to make up a statistic this time but like at a base level, i wonder how much of chronic illness could be directly associated to Poor lifestyle choices. Pretty much all of it. All of them. Pretty much all of it is it, poor lifestyle. Everything choices. else is outside of your control. Anyway. Yeah, like when someone getting hit by a car, I can't control. Don't send that yeah. person to a PT. But like really basic <laughs> chronic illnesses. Yeah. Like the only things within your control are what you eat, mm. what you do, so activity, and then like social life. Mm. Like those three. Like if you cover those three things, then you're going to be like, okay. Put all the lifestyle factors are handled, and anything else is chance. Mm. But yeah, I just... Well, like we, we can deal with it. I, I, I like what you said earlier on when you start talking about like boots on the ground. I, the first thing you got to do is we're, like, we're based in Cardiff. So the first thing we got to do is create a standard here. Mm. So like, I mean, basically, and I understand people had to start from somewhere, but you set a standard where if you want to earn good money in this industry, you have to be good because we are setting that standard mm. and we are offering that service. Uh, whereas most people won't. I mean, you, you talk about we don't charge that much more than the guy who's fresh who's fresh out of university yeah. we don't we don't charge that much more but we put in so much more time oh, yeah. so Definitely. much more time and you'll realize this the difference in service in comparison to the person who literally trades you for an hour makes it up two minutes before they come in and then leaves and that's it yeah and that's all they're going to offer you for that 30 pounds or whatever you charge an hour and if we set a standard people won't get away with that anymore yeah because people will find out very quickly that for not that much more money you can get a much much better standard and actually get better results but i think people don't even appreciate that either like like program design you talk to a client it's like oh we're doing this because this 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 or this and then how many clients are just like oh, i didn't realize you had to think about that much and you're like yeah this is like how personal training should work mm. you know you have to think about all the factors everything that's going to come in to get you towards your goal you can't just make come in and make it up on the spot because yeah. the extra 10 like i mean if you put in an extra like 10 percent of work you think about how much difference that is going to be to overall results after an accumulation of time yeah so over six months think of the difference in that extra half a pound pound 
accumulating every couple of weeks because mm. of the extra work you do and but it'll show like that's the thing you want to like show that you do a good job and you want to show everyone else outside you want to mm. do a good job and show everyone outside that you're doing that job yeah yeah but unfortunately it doesn't quite work that way because we're not sexy because we're not sexy speak for yourselves no you're not sexy oh man <laughs> <laughs> All right, that seems like a good place to wrap things up unless you guys have any anything else you want to go over. Nope, I'm no, good. Sounds good. You're good. Okay, guys, so this has been episode two of the Talking Fit podcast. You can listen to us on all the things. Please do share with your friends. Leave us a five-star review. Comment if there's anything you want us to talk about, any questions you want answered, or if you have anything that you can lend to the conversation. We will, uh, once we've got this all live and up and running, be setting up a Talking Fit Facebook page. So you will be able to get hold of us on there at any and all times. We'll, all three of us have access to it. We will put a few minutes aside at the end of each episode for questions, for basic questions that are asked as well. Mm. So, you know, if it doesn't take up a whole episode, you don't think it's worth asking, just ask it anyway. We will put a couple of minutes in at the end for whatever questions you have to ask as long as we can answer it. Yeah. So, and if we can't, then we'll tell get, you we can't. Sorry. Yeah, and we'll 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 find out a way to answer it at another point. Mm. Um, and other than that, if you want to follow me, my name is Rogan Allport, and as always, I'm on Instagram at Coach Rebel or on Facebook under Rebellion Strength Personal Training. Uh, I'm Kane Owen. You can find me on Facebook, Kane Owen Strength and Fitness Coaching, or on Instagram at uh, Kane Owen underscore SFC. You can find me. I'm Greg Foley under Shamrock Strength on Facebook or under. Big Daddy Dick on Instagram. No, don't follow me on that. That's a different guy. <laughs> it's not a different guy. It's not a different guy. And other than that, guys, thank you so much once again for listening to episode two of the Talking Fit podcast. We will see you next week.